Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. Hello, friends and listeners. Welcome to another Impacting Jamaica podcast. I'm Shelly Ann Harris. How are you all doing today? I hope you're choosing to focus on the good things in life with a heart of gratitude. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting with someone whose work and passion inspire gratitude in no doubt countless Jamaican children. I am blessed to chat with Mrs. Marcine Parkinson Pike, grade six teacher at Bethlehem Primary and Infant. Mrs. Pike, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Thank you, Ms. Harris. It's a pleasure being here. Excellent. My first question to you is to describe for our listeners your career and experience as a teacher in Jamaica. Yes, I have been a teacher since 2001, and I must say I've had highs and I've also had lows. I've had, in my opinion, I've had successes and also failures. Over the years, indiscipline has increased, and so the classroom environment has become more challenging. Mm. And because of that, I consider that sometimes to be a low, because there are times when I'd, I'd love for my students settled and focused however due to indiscipline that's not the case mm-hmm. on the on the other hand though I think I've had successes and when I speak of successes I'm speaking about the children achieving great things mm-hmm. and those moments you cannot put a price whenever a student that I would have taught um, does anything that is recognized or anything noteworthy I must say I'm one of those persons who will scream, I'll jump, I'll make (laughs) noise, I'll celebrate with them. And those are the moments I treasure the most. Mm. And those are the things I consider successes. So you are are making an honest assessment of the journey so far. And that's, that's what we really need in terms of really having a good look at where we are as a nation and as a country. But I want to, to go into you know, the success stories. I want us to look at you know, some of the successes you've enjoyed. So share with us a story with, with, with our listeners about how you saw the path of a student turn around for the better as a result of your intervention, a story that gives you hope. Okay, so I think I have several stories that give me hope, but I'll focus mm-hmm. on just one because you asked of me for just one. I, I had a class that I taught for two years and some months. I had them in grade one, then I would have had them in grade three, and then I met them again in grade five. Mm-hmm. Now, when I had them in grade one, they would have been six and five-year-olds. And because of that, in, I treated them somewhat like babies because... Mm-hmm. In fact, they were young and very impressionable. And so I would go to the class every day and I'd sing, I love you, you love me. And we would hug and I tried to make the the environment one where they felt comfortable. And we went, they would have gone to another teacher and then I met them again in grade three. I would have tried the same thing and they would have bonded with me. Um, There was, this is a boy in particular who you, he wasn't from a rich family, um, but then he always had ambition. 
he's he was one of those little boys that you know he could give trouble if he made up his mind to give trouble he could and would <laughs> give trouble mm-hmm. however um I tried to encourage him because he, he was a smart little boy and I saw saw a desire in him I saw him wanting to achieve things um and so I would spend a little extra time with him just to encourage him. Mind you, I would not neglect the others. <laughs> I tried my best not to, or to make it seem as if I have a favorite. Mm-hmm. However, um, I tried to encourage him and I realized that he would also cling to the girls who were at the time at the top of the class. And that is what he carried throughout. Now, this little boy was very good at running and we, our school, Bethlehem Primary and Infant School is known for track and field. We have been winning our DA sports competition for over 30, 30 years. Wow. Okay. And so we are good at it. And this little boy was a good runner. And scouts would, would have identified him from about grade five. And they wanted him at, his, at their school. Now, when he did GSAT, he was placed at um, Black River High, if my memory serves me correctly. However, Monroe wanted him and he, he and his parents made a decision to go to Monroe and he would have joined the track team and he would have done well because I think he did the 400 meter hurdles and he would have been placed third behind, I think it was Christopher, no, not 400 meter hurdles, the 400 meter flat because he was third behind Christopher Taylor one year. Oh, okay. And, and then he called me because we had developed a bond. And so he called me one afternoon and he said to me, Miss, would you be upset or would you be disappointed with me if I left Monroe? And I said, why? And I questioned him. And he told me about Casey wanting him to come to their school. Mm. And I said to him that if it's gonna make him better, I can't be upset. I'm happy for him. And all he needs to do is to go there and do his best. He went to KC, he sat out a year because of the rule in terms of transfer. Mm-hmm. However, the second year he went and he won. I think he did hurdles that year and he won. He was on the front page of the Gleaner or he was, he was highlighted in the Gleaner. Mm-hmm. And I was just so happy for him. And I still am to this day. He got a scholarship to go abroad and up to this day, because even when I, I mentioned to him about this interview and I, I said to him, can I speak of you? No problem. And he, he keeps in contact with me. He'll send his grades so I know what's happening with him. If he has an assignment and he thinks he needs somebody to read it over, he'll send it to me and he'll ask for help. And I'm, I'll gladly do it because I'm so proud of him, knowing where he would have started from. So that is just one of the stories that it gives me hope. And it reminds me that even though at times I think I might not be doing my best Mm -hmm. or I might not be, I might be, in my opinion, I think I might be failing. To them, I am not. So that is one of the stories that I hold, I treasure. I hold close to my heart, I treasure it. And it was just a little bit of extra care. Yes. That founded this relationship. Yes. And boosted his confidence too. Yes. To the point now that he has kept in touch with you all these years, asking for your input. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. And no doubt it must give you some hope when you're having bad days today. Yes. Yes. 
because when when you contacted me read the interview I, I spoke to him and I asked him do you think I'm a good teacher and he said of course you are and I said why he said because you're somewhat like a mother to me you're a mother figure to me mm-hmm. and that made me emotional mm-hmm. I must say wow wow you know I mean most of us when we look back at the teachers that we we really valued there was a bit of parenting that happened in the classroom a bit of mothering or fathering that happened along yes. with the learning you know yes. um, but I have to say that teachers have a heavy burden to carry we do. We especially do. during this COVID time what what keeps you going what can keep teachers going because what you what what you have to carry is heavy it is indeed heavy. However, the desire for my students to do well, that's what pushes me each day. Because in the end, it will benefit them, benefit our community, our country, and the world at large. So, so that's one of the things that keep, keeps me inspired, the desire for them to do well. And you do maintain a relationship with your students even after they've left your class, yes? I try my best to. I might not be able to keep in contact with each and every one of them, mm-hmm. but I try to keep it with as many as possible. I'll share with you a, a, a story. I hope it's, sure, it's not sure. taking up too much of the time. No, sure. However, there's, there's another past student who has done very well as well. However, each time I see him, I, I, I remind him that he needs to go and get a degree because he has the potential. And I know that sometimes when persons start working, they, they think that, oh, I'm working, no, I'm earning. It's not important for me to get a degree, but I would love for him to get one because he has so much potential. So whenever I see them, I always remind them, I just try my best not to be too overbearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that they tune you out, you know? Yes, yes. And now a word from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning, and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Keisha. Just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Welcome back to our podcast. Okay, okay. Well, Focusing now on the students, I mean, in this season and time, students have been unusually stressed. What can parents do? Because you've you've functioned like a parent yourself with with the kids that you've described. But what can parents do to support their children to better cope in this unusual time? How 
how should they approach the summer, for example, and the, the upcoming school term? I know that's all the way in September, but still, what are some of the thoughts that parents should have in mind right now? Okay, so I'm of the view that parents should try and build their child. It is Frederick Douglass who said, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. If we can build them from now, it makes life so much easier. Mm -hmm. how, how can we build them? Love them. A lot of the children that we have in our classroom, well, some of the students that come into our classroom, they don't feel loved. And so they'll come expecting teachers to show them love. Wow. I, I have a little girl that will come and she'll just hug me. And if I tell her that, for, for example, I might say, oh, my shoulder is hurting. She start giving me somewhat like a massage <laughs> and then she'll hug me again. Mm -hmm. Children need to be loved. Um, be a good role model for them. Children live what they learn. So if it is that you want them to be respectful, be respectful. Children create a balance. It's not always all about books, but allow them to play. Yes. Create a balance and spend time with your child. Play with them, talk to them, listen to them. The exams that they'll be facing in grades four, five, and six, it's required of them to be critical thinkers. It is required of them to justify their answers, especially for the performance tasks. Mm -hmm. So to get them prepared for those exams, speak to them, allow them to, to justify why they think something is the way in their head it is. Mm -hmm. Let them speak, give them, a, give them a voice, allow them to speak. Allow your children to make mistakes. No one is perfect. As a parent myself, I know sometimes I have been hard on my children mm. because I expected perfection of them, which no, <laughs> being a little more wise, a little wiser than before. Yes. I know that yes. they have to make mistakes. I hope that's how we learn. Mm -hmm. So don't be too hard on them. Allow your child to feel comfortable. Um, build their confidence. Encourage them. Speak life into your child. And if you believe in prayer, pray for them and over them and build their character. And most importantly, I, I will repeat, love your children. Hmm. It sounds like you could do a nice little tutorial or webinar <laughs> for parents in terms of what they can do to support their children. Thank you so much for that. That was really very, very useful and practical um, for parents, for parents still prepare and to support their children. Yes. I want to turn now to Jamaica 60. I mean, talking about parents and students and education and the tips that we, we need to, to put in place to get our children to a certain place ties nicely into Jamaica 60 and where we are as a nation, a nation that yes. is, you know, our children are, are the future. You know, yes. so I want to ask first, what are some of the things or some of the achievements you're most proud of for Jamaica and what gives you hope for the future? I must say I am proud of the achievements Jamaica has made, though we are but a dot on the world's map because we are mm -hmm. so tiny. However, our impact is far greater than anyone would have imagined. We have advanced in sports. Can you believe Jamaica has the fastest man, fastest woman alive, second fastest woman alive, third fastest woman alive? <laughs> yes, that is that's something amazing. Yes. nobody would have imagined. 
yet Jamaica has it all, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just sports or music. Wherever you go, I'm sure if you say Bob Marley, someone is going to sing a Bob Marley song. Mm-hmm. That is something commendable. Our food, our even in terms of beauty pageants, we are so sm- small, and yet we have four Miss Worlds. Yeah. We are the longest reigning Miss World, right? So it's it's something to be proud of. It's proud. I'm proud to be a Jamaican because of all of the achievements that we, we would have made. And it is indeed true that we are little, but we tell our. Indeed we are. Indeed we are. And that's a great way for us to close our little chat in terms of focusing yeah. on the great things about our country. But before yeah. I go to my last question, what gives you hope for the future? What gives you hope for Jamaica? We're, we're marking 60 years of independence in August. What gives you hope for the future? Because when you look around, there's quite a lot that can bring you down. Yes. Um, there's quite a lot in the nation with, with crime, with our young people as well. And with even some of the stresses that our teachers have been facing and what's been happening with teachers. But there, there is an underlying energy that seems to drive some of us. So I would love to know what gives you hope for a better day or, or for a better Jamaica? So when I look at some of my past students, when I, when I look at my past students and the things that they're doing, well, not all might be going to university or not all might be excelling, but the mere fact that they show respect, mm-hmm. that gives me hope. Mm. So though crime is on a high, though indiscipline is on a high, there are still persons out there who want better for their country and they're working towards it. And though it might seem small, it is still hope. Mm-hmm. So you, you feel the good will outweigh the bad. We have enough good, as the governor general would, would, would paraphrase or say in a different way. I pray so. <laughs> I pray so. I come into agreement with you in, with that prayer. All right, I want to end our podcast by asking you to to share three things about Jamaica, your favorite spot in Jamaica and why, your favorite person and why, and your favorite Jamaican food and why. I must say I love um, Lover's Leap. The view is something to behold and it's very tranquil. So I love Lover's Leap. There are other places that I love, but Lover's Leap just put me at ease. Mm. That's my favorite place. My favorite person if I say I have a favorite person, I might put myself in trouble. <laughs> However, I have several favorite persons. And when I speak of favorite persons, I'm speaking about family members. Mm-hmm. There are some family members who continue to encourage me, to push me to be better. I have persons who would have taught me and mentored me. Even before I came on, I spoke to one of my favorite teachers, Aldit Virtue Mori. She taught me in high school, and that is over two decades ago wow. and still we maintain a relationship and in my opinion if I am ever if I'm half the teacher that she was to me to my students I would have done a good job so I must say I have my friends are also my favorite persons so I can't really pinpoint one person but I must say I have a good support system Excellent, excellent. It's it's heartwarming to hear you refer to your teacher two decades ago as being still impactful 
yes, in your uh, life, which which goes yes. to show the the impact of teachers on our yes. country. You know? Yes, I, I do believe I've had the pleasure of having excellent teachers. And because I named one, I might have to name a few more. <laughs> but I can remember, because I didn't go to a traditional high school. And I can remember my, my vice principal, when I went to college, my English teacher, when I was in college, they would send for the leaves, pens, they would send items for me to make me a better person. Mm -hmm. So those persons, though I've not spoken to them in years, I will never forget them. And they were not the only persons to say, encourage me. I've had many other teachers, teachers from primary school. It might be as simple as them saying to me when I was done that you have a pretty smile or just saying something positive. And for that, I am forever grateful. Indeed, indeed. And yes. so the final question to you then is, you know, more about our bellies, your favorite food, <laughs> your Jamaican food and why. My friends will tell you porridge, however. Wow. okay. <laughs> my friends might tell you porridge. However, I think I love roast, um, fried, fried roast breadfruit. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy eating that with probably brown stew chicken or curry chicken. But I love roasted, fried, fried roasted breadfruit. Yes, I hope that came out correct. It came yes. out correctly and it's, <laughs> it's, it's mouth-watering. Yes. Mrs. Parkinson Pike, it's been a pleasure chatting with you for a few minutes about your journey as a teacher and just the excellent way in which you have kept relationship with not only your students but others in your life and you know the the sense of gratitude and humility that you have for the classroom and for those relationships and for what you do so a big thank you for being with us and for all the tips that you shared with parents i hope that our listeners will take them to heart thank you for being with us on impacting jamaica Thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.